Hey guys, and welcome to another Learn Lead Thursday. We're super excited to have you here, and we just want to say thank you so much for the overwhelming support and the massive amount of viewers that we've accrued over the last 30 episodes so far. It's been almost a year that we've been doing this, and we're super excited to continue it. That being said, we're thinking about taking a one-month hiatus from the podcast right now. We're still going to be doing editing and doing uh, recording of the podcast, but right now we're just not going to be releasing so many because this is the wrap-up of season one, and then we're going to start season two within the next month. So just be on the lookout on social for when season two is going to start again, and please tell a friend so that we can listen to uh, some previous episodes. That being said, we have a great podcast, one of the best to wrap up the, the season with, with Pastor Mike. He was amazing. He was something else. He is a pastor out in Omaha, Nebraska, and he just came out and told us about his journey with football and his journey to finding God and living a life serving God. Landon, what do you got for that? Yeah, ex-Division One athlete, came into the into the, the space that he's in now. Again, I, I always like to kind of be brief on the introduction, let you guys get right into it. Yeah. If you struggle with your journey of trying to find your spiritual purpose, this is most definitely a relatable episode for that because it's definitely not easy. And it's great to hear it from a guy who's just a normal dude. He's just a normal guy and has had some experiences that he wanted to devote his life to God. And he gives it such a simple way of really trying to find your spiritual path. So with that being said, really, once again, thank you guys for the overwhelming support. And we're looking forward to season two. Enjoy the episode. sitting here with Mike O'Connell, former defensive back at Iowa State and current pastor at Love Church. Mike, how are we doing? Good, guys. Hey, so uh, honored to be with you today. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome, man. And for the listeners here, we got in touch with Mike through Jordan Montgomery. Had a great interview with, with Jordan a couple months back, and he highly, highly recommend us talking with Mike here. And we uh, we had some some tactical difficulties before we hopped on with with audio and stuff like that, but we persevered and fast forward about twenty minutes and, and and now we're here, so we're glad we could get it going. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited to be with you guys and so grateful that that uh, Jordan made the introduction. I love that guy. He's uh, he's such an inspiration. And you know what? The thing I love about Jordan is, um, and I always tell him this, um, but Jordan is great at connecting people with people, and what a what an amazing skill set to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got such a big platform and he's such a big heart and willing to just, it, with without any personal gain being involved, he just wants to connect other people and see other people grow and just seems like he's living such a happy lifestyle. Really happy for him. Yeah, there's there's no question, man. And I think that there's a lesson there in that, you know, because um, people, I think, can look at Jordan's life, uh, even from afar, and you can... Um, you, you know, if you spend just a little bit of time, um, you know, learning about what he's doing in his life, you're going to you're going to see that he's very successful and he's making a making an impact. And I think in, in the human heart, we all want to make a difference. We all want to make an impact. But, you know, Jordan has figured some things out. You know, he's a very selfless leader. And when you make it about serving other people, um, that's, that's really how you can leave a legacy and an impact. And he's figured that out. You know, he's, he, he, he just lives his life, um, 
you know, through the principle of it's more blessed to give than receive. Absolutely. You could just feel the, the, the transparency in his voice and the love and what he wants to spread to people. It's so genuine and it's, uh, it goes a long way. And that's why he's where he is at today. How'd you guys end up linking up? Yeah. So Jordan and I, um, we go way back actually. So I was, um, I, I went to, or I lived most of my childhood in Iowa city, Iowa, and, um, he's from a, a small town just down the road and, uh, my high school and his high school were rivals. And so we competed against one another in athletics growing up. And so we knew of each other through sports. And then, you know, as we, you know, went on to college and and then into our young adult life and, you know, now we're both married, you know, raising families. And uh, just over the years, you know, uh, we've just reconnected. And, you know, there's always just that synergy that comes, you know, when you get around people that are like-minded, that are on the same path and, that's why I love just being on a show with guys like yourself. You know, Jordan is just, he wants to get better. Um, you know, the, the values that he lives his life by. And I, and I often say this, that the atmosphere you permit decides the product you produce. I always tell people, man, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You know, I think environment and relationships are so crucial uh, to, to where we go in life. And he's just a guy that I want in my corner. And, and so I'm really grateful for the relationship. So, Mike, tell us your story up up to where you are today. Yeah, so I'll try to give you the short version. Um, pretty crazy how I ended up in Omaha, Nebraska. So I'm 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 an Iowa boy. Um, so just four hours east of Omaha, Nebraska, where I currently live, is is where I was raised, and um, that's Hawkeye country. I know you guys are out on the East Coast, but in the Big Ten, this is uh, this is Hawkeye country where I grew up. And so my dream as a young boy was to play college football at the University of Iowa. Well, there was a number of circumstances, life-threatening injury, my junior football season, broke my foot my senior year. It kind of, uh, it kind of obstructed and, and dismantled my, uh, my recruiting. And so I um, had some opportunities to walk on at some Division I schools. And anyways, crazy story. I, I, didn't, I didn't get into school at the University of Iowa um, because I went to a small private school and at the time, the University of Iowa had a had a rule where you had to be uh, you had to graduate in the top fifty percent of your graduating class. And in my class, that was a three point seven five. I was a three point three student, you know, B plus average student, good student. And uh, but I wasn't in the top fifty percent of my class. So um, I made this decision to walk on at Iowa. And then two weeks later, I was notified that I didn't get into school. So you can imagine just how crushed I was when that dream, uh, slipped out of my hands. And so I ended up actually going to the dark side, so to speak. I went to Iowa state university, uh, played college football there from 2006 to 2010, went through three coaching changes while I was there. Um, started as a walk on, you know, getting dressed in the visitor's locker room, carrying a little metal egg crate to the, to the main locker room on game day, no name on the back of my Jersey as a freshman. And, you know, over the course of my career, ended up lettering four years, becoming a team captain and earning a scholarship. So it was, it was kind of like a modern day Rudy story. And I, and I share that just because, I mean, I had to catch a lot of breaks along the way. But of course, there was some hard work that went into that. But, you know, it's interesting because you asked me, how did I, how did I get here to Omaha? Well, I often tell people this, man, that, you know, my dream was to be a Hawkeye. God had different plans for my life. And I ended up in, um, I ended up at, at Iowa State University. Well, there were some relationships that I uh, that I ended up having at, at that university. One being, um, 
a guy who mentored me was uh, our team orthopedic surgeon. His name was Doc Greenwald. Uh, Tom Greenwald was his name, and we called him Doc. And he, when I graduated, he took me and a handful of guys down to uh, Mexico for kind of a men's retreat and invited a pastor from Omaha. And so in May of 2011, I'm in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, and I meet this guy named Todd Doxson. He was a former quarterback at Iowa State in the 90s, ended up playing in the NFL for the Miami Dolphins and and uh, played in the Arena League for quite some time. And then um, when I had met him in 2011, he had just planted a church in Omaha, Nebraska. Well, at the time, I was pursuing pro football. It was the year of the NFL lockout. So um, I end up you know, going and working out for the Miami Dolphins about three months after that trip to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. They don't keep me, so I come back to Iowa and I end up getting signed in the UFL uh, by a team over and of all places in America, Omaha, Nebraska. So, you know, four months prior to this, I meet this pastor. And then four months later, I'm in his city uh, playing professional football. And so I get to know him and get involved with the church a little bit more. And uh, when that season was done, I moved out to Los Angeles, California. And uh, I was training in the off season, So it's 2012. I'm still trying to get that shot into the NFL. Well, doors just weren't opening up. And quite honestly, I came to this crossroads in my life. And you guys are former athletes. You understand this. There's there's no plan B, right? I mean, you just you put your head down. And this has been my dream since I was a little boy. And I wanted it so bad. And so I didn't really think about what I wanted to do beyond the game of football. Well, I was finally coming to that place where I had to consider, okay, what am I going to do? So I started interviewing for jobs with medical device companies. I considered uh, coaching college football. Um, and lo and behold, um, this is kind of crazy, but I ended up connecting with Todd Doxon, the pastor who planted a church in Omaha, Nebraska, and one of his mentors. They were out in California, Los Angeles, California, for a conference. So this is June of 2012. Okay. And uh, the, the mentor of Todd Doxon, he challenged me. He said, Hey, man, you know, there, God's doing a really cool thing out in Omaha, Nebraska. There, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunity to grow and, and learn leadership. So why don't you just, why don't you go out there, man, and just get involved in what Todd's doing and what the church is doing? And so I was like, All right, I'll, I'll pray about that. And two weeks later, I packed my 2012 Dodge Avenger. Uh, drove 30 straight hours, no job, no place to live. Uh, got here July 2nd of 2012, and I've been in this city uh, ever since. So I've been here about eight years. And in that span of time, I met my wife, Jerrica. Uh, we have three beautiful children, Judah, who is four, Journey, our only girl, who's three, and Royce, our second boy, who's nine and a half months. So that's the really fast version, and there's so many life lessons within that story, but that's how I got here to Omaha, Nebraska. It's a very big involved with God, right? A lot of a lot of people are devoting their lives to God. Is that something that you always did or did you kind of grow into that as you got this mentor? Yeah, that's a really good question, man. Quite honestly, no. I mean I mean I like I said, I grew up uh going to a private Catholic school. I mean I was I was in that environment from the time I was um you know, in preschool all the way through 12th grade. So I was exposed to faith, you know, the concept of God. And, um, but if I'm really, if I'm really honest with you guys, man, I really had no, no interest in, in, in that at all, really. I mean, I was, I was, you know, borderline rebellious. Like I just, um, it felt stiff. It felt like, um, felt like, 
you know, just a bunch of rules and like it, forced, I, and it, right? Yeah, like forced, forced and it, it felt forced and it just, you know, that was just where I was at in my heart. You know, I was going through my own process and um, interesting enough, I, I, you know, so I go to Iowa State. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm living, <laughs> living my life crazy, you know, like just being a college athlete, having fun, doing my thing. And, um, I, and I'll never forget this. I was standing out at practice one day and this, uh, this senior safety, he came up to me and he said, Hey man, like, uh, we do like a team Bible study on Wednesday nights over at, over at, um, our team orthopedic surgeon's house. Uh, his name is Tom Greenwald. Like, do you want to, do you want to roll over? I mean, I, I'd love to take you with me or whatever. And so I went over to Tom Greenwald's house and, um, I'll tell you what, man, the first time I walked in there, like I wasn't really sure where I was at with God and, and just, you know, how open I was to, to a relationship with God and all that. But I saw something different in this man that I hadn't seen throughout the entirety of my life. I mean, this was a successful man who worked really hard, had an amazing family. His family respected him. Um, there was just a joy and a peace when I walked into their home. And it's so crazy because when I, when I, when I experienced that first time walking into his home, there was just something different. And even just the way that he led the Bible study, man, like it was just nothing like I had ever been a part of. And he gave me a vision for what it could look like to build a life following God. And so that was kind of the start. And then, um, you know, for me, like there was, you know, just my perspective, you know, like what I learned was there's a big difference between religion and relationship, you know? And so for me, I'm just, I'm cultivating a relationship with God, uh, and, and trying to walk that out daily. And, um, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, some days are good and some days are tough. And, um, but the reality is, is there's a peace, there's a, there's a, there's an eternal peace that's in my heart for sure, because of what happened at Iowa state in that, in that regard. I love the way you explain that, the difference between relationships and religion. I I recently had a, a big time moment in January where we had a pastor come to a conference and he really related to me and he said, If you are if you're ready to sacrifice your life and give it all to God, stand up. And in front of thousands of people, I walked up to that to that stage crying, broken. And I swear to you that this was not a conscious decision that I made to get up there and go. And that's when I realized that like there is this bigger purpose and I'm willing to serve God for the rest of my life. And I I grew up as a as a Catholic. And for my whole life we just had like mandatory religion classes and they weren't that some of the people weren't so nice and it was just so forced. And it's not a knock to the Catholic Church, but I feel like No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I relate so much better to a pastor who is like like you. I'm just full transparent. You're just a normal dude. And you, you've gone through all these experiences, but you know what it is to serve your higher purpose. And that's why I relate to people who don't have to have to say that this is the way it is. It's all about our relationship and our own personal journeys with God. And I really appreciate people like you for doing that. No doubt, man. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty interesting. You, you know, you talk about the moment where you're at a conference and you have this moment. For me, that moment happened and of all places, a Hollywood video parking lot. I was sitting actually in a vehicle with, at the time, uh, our team captain on our on our football team. He was a couple years older than me, and uh, he he probably shared a very similar message that you heard 
from that pastor on that stage and something clicked, man. Like I, I just, something clicked in my heart where I recognized my need for, uh, for forgiveness, for grace, for relationship and, and something clicked and switched in me. And so I can totally relate to what you're talking about. So, so talk about love, love church and talk about your career, where it is today and what you're up to. For sure. Yeah. So I always tell people, man, that, you know, speaking of, you know, we just kind of went down a, a pathway where we were talking about God and whatnot. And, you know, I never uh, would have envisioned myself becoming a pastor. Right. I mean, that was that was just so far off the radar. You know, when I went to uh, Iowa State, I got a degree in marketing. I'm pretty entrepreneurial. Um, and so, uh, you know, I wanted to coach college football um, or get into business and, uh, you know, start a business, lead a business. And so to be serving in a church full time, you know, vocationally is, uh, is quite an experience, but this is what, this is what I tell people, man. I mean, I'm in the people business, you know, I'm, I'm building teams. I'm, I'm coaching people. Um, I'm building people up. I'm encouraging them. I get the opportunity to preach the word of God. So I'm a communicator. Um, and so, I love what I get to do. It's, uh, you know, every day is different. Um, I mean, in one week, uh, in one week I could, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I mean, I did a funeral for a 19 year old. So sad. So, you know, just horrific. Right. And then I'm doing a wedding on Saturday. So it's like, you just, you get to come along, see, come alongside people, uh, through their, most difficult seasons, but also through the greatest seasons of celebration. And so it's really a unique, uh, it's a unique thing that I get to do, but I really enjoy uh, serving people. I wanted to backtrack a little bit to you talked about forgiveness. How are you able to, now that you have this journey with God, how are you now able to forgive yourself and give yourself grace for some screw ups in the past or things that you've done wrong in your life? Yeah, that's really good. I think, I think this is a, I think this is something that holds a lot of people back, you know, because it's so easy to relive the mistakes that we've made and to, um, you know, and it's, it's kind of like this, the illustration that I, um, the illustration that I'll use is like, you know, when you're driving down the road, I mean, we all have a, a rear view mirror in our, you know, in our vehicle, Um, But that's there so that we can glance, right? You know, if you and I try staring in the rearview mirror and driving down the road, we're going to take out a mailbox, some, you know, garbage cans. We're going to, you know, go across the middle line and hit another car. It's just going to end ugly, right? I mean, there's, I don't know anybody that's got that skill where they can just stare in the rearview mirror and drive perfectly straight and make the turns that they need to make. And I just think that's a good picture for us in life. I think there's a lot of people that get stuck in their past. I mean, they're, it's like their focus is fixed on the rearview mirror on, on what has happened behind them. And, uh, and so for me, you know, uh, how I've, you know, you know, it's a process kind of working through all that. But for me, everything changed when I knew that God forgave me, you know, like when I know that, that, you know, you know, this is just what I believe, but it says that he's cast my sin as far as the East is from the West, you know, um, you know, I'm a new man. And so for me, I think so many people focus on trying to forget their past or, or forgive themselves for their past 
rather than understanding their identity and what God says about who they are now. And if we'll, if we'll just lean into that and we'll get to know who we are and what his promises are for our life now, I think that's what will propel us, um, into the future. I just, I, I mean, I think that so often, whether it's a struggle or a past mistake, if our focus is on resisting that rather than on growth and on promise and on identity and on who we can become, then I think it's just going to continue to, to chain us down. So I don't have this question written down or anything like that. So I'm going to kind of freestyle here, but my personal, uh, journey or experience has been, you know, I started out a young kid going to church, doing a lot of, a lot of that stuff, you know, the Sunday schools and, and, and going to church every Sunday with my parents. Um, as I got older, uh, get, got into high school, uh, heavily focused on football, heavily focused on those things, but still going to church. And then when I went down to boarding school to go to school with, with Anthony, we went to an Episcopal school where we were in church four days a week, uh, for, you know, an hour at a time. So four hours a week spending in church and, um, you know, the Episcopal church, not to knock it. I grew up in that, that environment my whole life. Um, I always joke and say, it's kind of like a watered down version of cat of the Catholic church. But, um, I, I guess my experience was, was a negative one in a lot of ways due to that, to the same things that Anthony was talking about, the, the structure, the felt forced, I, you know, I, what we weren't allowed to walk inside of our church without a tie on. They would literally tell you to leave. So there were things like that, that kind of pushed me in the direction. And, and, um, not to make this question all directed towards me, but for any of the listeners, including myself, um, what am I missing or what are some things that I could be thinking about in regards to faith, in regards to relationship with God, things that I can look at in a different light? What, you know, because I've had a bad experience ultimately. For sure. Such a phenomenal question. And I, I just know, first of all, I want to commend you guys for going here because, you know, I think sometimes people want to avoid faith but the reality is 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 eternity is in all of our hearts and on some level whether you're pursuing god or not these types of questions i mean we think about these things right and we've all had uh we've all had experiences that are all across the spectrum right and so first of all what i would say to somebody that has had um that is ha- that has a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to faith or god first of all Man, forgive, forgive the church, forgive the church, forgive us for misrepresenting who God is. See, I think, I think the reason why people are turned off by faith or, or they don't want anything to do with God is because humanity has misrepresented God, the heart of God. And so because your experience again, and, and God made it this way, like his mission uh, Jesus's mission is moving forward through humanity, through people, right? Through a surrendered life, through people like me that are devoting my life to this. And, but I'm still a human. And so in my humanity, in my flesh, in, in my sin and in my misrepresentation, I can give somebody a bad taste of who God is. And I think this is, I mean, this is a time for faith leaders, for church leaders, for those people that represent God to walk in humility, to walk in grace, to walk in patience, and to walk with people uh, through their difficult questions, through their hurts, their pains, their brokenness. And so ultimately, um, with with the question you asked, I think a lot of times what it comes back to is is really recognizing that God 
God is God. And so many people uh, decide not to follow God because of what their experience was based upon human interpretation or this rule, like I needed to wear a tie. I mean, I'll preach a sermon with a hat on, you know, or, you know, I meet people all the time in the gym and they're like, you know, what do I need to wear to your church? And I'm like, dude, you can wear exactly what you're wearing. Come as you are. Just come as you are. And uh, that doesn't mean that I've got it all figured out and that I'm perfect. But uh, at the end of the day, man, I think if we're if we will understand that you can get to know the heart of God through his word, through his written word. You can get to know and understand the heart of God, which is one of, he loves you unconditionally. He sent his one and only son to die for you. He gave of his son so that you could be restored into right relationship with him and spend for all of eternity with him. I mean, that is a good news, man. That is some really good news. And that's who our God is. The problem is, is humanity has given people a warped version of who he is. It almost sounds like you've talked about this once or twice in your life. (laughs) <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you are a pastor and you're devoting your life and being a faithful servant to God, but you're still a human being. What are some of the yep. things that you still struggle with today with your relationship with God? For sure. I mean, I think the one of the one of the things that's difficult is the um I mean, it's a faith walk, right? So, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a pastor or just somebody that attends a church. Uh, the reality is, is this is a faith walk, right? I mean, I, I'm putting my faith in in something that I can't physically see or touch or feel. But, you know, God promises us that when we surrender our life, that he gives us the Holy Spirit. And so I'm just, nobody could talk me out of whether or not God is real. I've just experienced him in such profound ways. Um, I've seen his his faithfulness in my life. And just the 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 work that he's done, so I'm convinced of that. But it doesn't mean that there's never doubt that creeps in, um, because the mystery of God is 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 interesting, right? And what's so interesting about humanity is we love control, right? We love we love control, we love facts, we love to understand certain things. But the Bible says this is that His ways are higher than our ways. In other words, there's a lot of facts that we can discover about Jesus walking the earth. And there's a lot of things that we can discover throughout uh, God's word that are that are truth. But there's always going to remain some mystery. And why is that the case? Because if we had all the answers, if we could figure it all out, then where would there where would there what where would the need be for faith, right? And the Bible says it's impossible to please God without faith. And so there's always going to be this faith element. So I can just tell you, man, even as somebody that's been walking with God since 2007, I have moments of doubt, you know, and I think what's really hard is there are questions in this life that we will never get the answers to. Like I just told you, I just had to do a funeral for a 19 year old uh, a, a little over a month ago, and it was a family friend. And I mean, there's no, how do you even, how there's that, that's a question that, that will always be a mystery, right? And so um, I think I think if I'm honest, that's probably where my struggles come in the most. So what so I, I want to talk about that quickly too. What what is that like for you like mentally, emotionally, for you to go from 
from a situation like that where you're you're having a funeral for a 19 year old and you're transitioning into a wedding a couple of days later or the next day like how how has that been for you can you just talk about that experience emotionally i can imagine it can be a roller coaster sometimes possibly I- it really is yeah i mean you know uh, you know and i just think you know our emotions in general like god gave us emotions or mo- emotions are great and and I think that um, I, I always the, a, a good picture that I like to to give regarding this is, um, you know, emotions are, you know, emotions are like uh, how do I explain it? Like they're like the engine of a car. Okay, so the the way I equate emotions, it's like the engine of the car. Right, the car isn't going to move forward without emotions. You know, God gives us emotions to to drive us to to cause us to. Uh, to take action, to empathize with people, to feel something, right? But the steering wheel represents kind of like these guiding principles and truth, right? And so, um, man, there there is a broad spectrum of emotions when you're going from funeral of nineteen year old to marrying your sister in law and and you know future brother in law. I mean, that's talk about a, a spectrum of emotions within a seven day period. And so you've got to you've got to just again, you've got to take that to God. I I mean, I couldn't do what I'm doing without, without God's help. And quite honestly, the, the further I go in life, the more pain and brokenness that I see, I don't understand how people can do life without a relationship with God. I really don't. I mean, even when I look at my own life and there's people that have w- lived way, way tougher lives, just the the trials, the tribulations, the things that I've had to persevere through, it's like I can't imagine uh, doing that without having God, out, without having um, just this firm foundation in my life where I can take all of that emotion, all those feelings, all the things that I have going on in my life, and I can actually give those to Him, or I can cry out to Him in prayer. And I think that's a that's another thing, you know, for the listeners here. Um, you know, when we think of the concept of prayer, um, I think we over spiritualize that and we've, you know, whatever we've maybe been trained in a certain, I don't know, like denomination or whatever, where it's like these and thou's and everything's perfectly written out. And, but man, God just wants you to cry out, just talk to him. Like you're talking to a friend, let him know what's going on in your heart. And, uh, you can be honest and bold and, and real about what you're feeling and your struggles and your questions. You can take those to him. He's, he's big enough and he can handle it. Amen. Amen. So now when we're talking out to God, how are we able to understand when he's speaking out to us? What are some signs that you have gotten to realize like, hey, he wants me to make sure that I'm fulfilling this mission? For sure. Well, the thing I always go back to, I'm, I'm pretty big stickler on this, is, is his revealed will. In other words, you know, you'll hear, you'll hear young people say, man, like, I just want to know my calling. I want to know and and particularly i'm talking about some you know you know um young christian people that i encounter oftentimes man what's my calling what's what's god's will for my life right like what's he want me to do and i'm and i always go back to well he's revealed so much already through his written word like why don't you start there and start doing that and being faithful to that and trust that man the the other things that he has for you he will make that clear. He will open those doors and close the doors that need to be closed. I often tell people this, don't chase down your calling. Chase down the caller 
and your calling will chase you down. So when you get fixed and focused on pursuing a relationship, an intimate relationship with God, he just begins speaking to you through his word uh, and then, you know, through uh, through circumstances, sometimes, uh, you know, that w- God will show up and speak to us. He will speak to us through other people, other individuals. And that's the power of getting in a, a God-centered community where there's other people that are that have a relationship with God that are hearing from him. And all of a sudden, confirmation can come through another man or woman that's surrendered to God. And so for me, that's, you know, that's typically how it's worked. It's been through his word, through circumstances, in my personal prayer time, or through another person. So everything that we've talked about to this point, we're at the 30-minute mark, is the is the product. That is what Mike O'Connell is bringing to the table. That's his mission. What is the, the vehicle that you're using? Can you talk about the vehicle that you're using uh, from a business standpoint and where you want to take this vehicle down the road? Yeah, for sure. So you know, that, that's the interesting thing about, I, you know, about just who I am and how God has made me is there's a lot of ways that I'm walking out this mission. And here's the deal is in each space, it looks a little bit different. So when I've got my pastor hat on and I'm standing in the pulpit on a Sunday, I can be extremely bold and I can be extremely honest about my faith. And that's a moment to equip the saints, right? To equip the people there about what God's heart is for their life and what God's will is for them and how he calls us to steward uh, this life that we've been given. But there's other spaces and avenues that he's given me influence and, 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 you know, and places to go. One of those being um, one-to-one coaching. So I've started to do one-to-one coaching um, and also, you know, just some speaking outside of the church. Because of my unique background in, uh, in you know, collegiate and professional athletics, you know, I sold medical devices for a couple of years for Stryker, and now I've been a pastor, you know, leading in this space. And, um, and so just my life experience has prepared me to, uh, to build bridges with people in a unique way. And, you know, what's so cool is if people were to ask me, like, who are you at the core? I'm really a coach. Um, I'm really a coach at the core. Like that's who I am. That's even my style as a pastor. Like I love to coach people, to build people up, to encourage them. And so I love these different avenues and doors that God's opening up in my life. And it's crazy, man. Like I, it's, it's, it's kind of weird because, you know, on one, on one side of the coin, you hear people talk about, you know, get super clear about your vision and be intentional about pursuing your goals and, Quite honestly, some of this coaching work and some of this speaking work outside of the church has just kind of fallen in my lap. And so uh, to me, that's a, you know, it's a, that's been a great sign uh, for me that that's just a work that God wants me to participate in. And so I've been leaning into that a little bit more over the last year. And um, it's been really fruitful and awesome. And, and I'm really excited about where it's going to go. You know, there's this concept that I'm developing right now. I, I can't really unpack it too much because it's still, it's still in the early stages, but it's this concept of lead different. Um, I was at a conference a couple of years ago and this guy said, we don't need better leaders. We need different leaders. And so this idea of lead different is really, um, I, I see it as an opportunity to help people uh, discover, develop and do leadership differently. And so there's going to be some 
I, I think the vision that I really have and, and kind of just where my mindset is, is at is, you know, oftentimes in the business space, we talk about passive, uh, passive income. Well, I want to build a business that, that produces passive impact. And so I think internet is, uh, is a really powerful tool. And I'll tell you what, I love interactions like this. I love my one-to-one coaching opportunities. I love being in a small group setting or, you know, on a stage and speaking to people directly. Uh, but I still think there's an opportunity to build programs online that make a difference in people's lives. And here's the deal. They can do it on their own time and then be cultivated and fostered into a community. And so those are just some of the things that I see for the future in terms of the coaching and consulting and business space. First time I've ever heard the phrase passive impact. That's awesome. I'm going to start saying that. That's really amazing. And we want to thank you so much for coming on. Jordan, if you're listening to us, thank you so much for connecting us with Michael. You've been amazing. Your insights are amazing. Really hope everyone took something away from this and can continue their journey with God in their own way. And I'm sure if uh, if you need assistance, Michael's more than happy to assist you. How in, in terms of that, how are we able to follow you on social media? And also, are you doing live streams of the uh, with your church services? Yeah. So, yeah, if you want to connect with our church, uh, it's lovechurch.org. Um, we, we live stream all of our Sunday services. Uh, we, we, we stream them on, uh, Facebook live right there from the website, lovechurch.org. Um, we also have an app. You can download the app. Um, there's cool stories on there. Uh, there's a daily reading that you can do on there. It's a really cool app. You can search that in the app store at love church. So that's how you can connect with our church, how you can connect with me personally. Um, I'm probably most active on Instagram. Um, my, uh, my handle is Mike three underscores O'Connell O C O N N E L L. Um, that's Mike three underscores O'Connell. And I love to connect with you personally over there. If, if there's something that was said in this episode or a question that you have, even about your own faith journey, shoot me a DM and I'd love to, I'd love to connect with you further and, and, uh, build relationship with you. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And you just keep on doing the great work. Really excited to tune into the church. Definitely going to hop in on there and interact and honestly just followed you on Instagram as well. So excited to continue this journey with you and have a great day, man. Hey, thanks a lot for what you guys are doing, man, making a difference in leaders' lives and uh, keep it up. Yes, sir. Wow. I mean, was that not needed? That was huge for me. I, I We dove so far deep into questions and I, I'm sorry if I got a little selfish with the questions there. It's just, I'm so fascinated by this. Being someone who just got kind of reintroduced to my journey with God, Pastor Mike was just something else and he really helped me out. What about you? No, a great conversation. And I think there are conversations that took, that took place in here that, that are things that are on a lot of people's minds. You know, I come on the, come from kind of the other side of the spectrum of someone who, um, you know, isn't in touch necessarily with a, with a hard religion or so to speak, but 
and, that, and even saying religion, I could be overstepping or overspeaking, obviously, but I think it was a, a great episode and definitely a great way to finish season one. 30 episodes, 30,000 downloads. Um, it's been an awesome journey. Yeah, no, it really has. And we're so excited that you guys have been on that journey with us. In terms of the podcast, I don't want you guys thinking that we're just pushing God on you guys, but I think this was a great episode for anyone listening to try and live a more positive lifestyle because being in touch with spirituality is probably better than not, if that makes sense. Whatever you want to call it, God, the universe, just giving out great vibes into the world, you're going to get great things coming back onto you. So there's no religion that you have to necessarily follow, but being in tune with something and having a higher purpose to believe in is definitely, in my opinion, better than not. And I feel like Pastor Mike does such a great job of being relatable and allowing us to take small steps to finding that purpose. Yeah, and, and to add um, outside of that too, look this guy's name up online. I mean, he's all over the country when he was playing Division One football. He played in the big stadiums. He played at a high level. Uh, you know, he had he had some NFL opportunities. So, just a highly highly qualified guy on and off the field. Um, and obviously, now ten years ten years later, he's changing lives across you know across the, across the country. So. Yeah, and he would be the, probably he'd be the first to tell you he would think he was the last guy to ever. Instead of his purpose was to go to the NFL, and now his purpose is to build churches. You know, and so I think everything relates to that higher calling. You know, like I can relate to it being with baseball. I thought my full on purpose was to be a major league baseball player to that, and that would expand my impact. But now I'm doing it on different platforms, such as this. So it's just really just roll with the punches that life gives you. And I know it's cliche to say, but Life is really 10% about what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to it. And there's been so much going on in both our lives right now. And I feel like we've been rolling with it pretty well. And the one month hiatus is something that we need to refocus for the the content strategy behind this and the growth aspect of this. And also for my personal stuff, I'll just get a little bit personal just because I believe in transparency. I'm going to hop off Instagram and all social media as well for myself on my personal side, because I need to focus on my mental health a little bit better. I think we all do. And I'm not telling you to hop off social media, but I think it's a great first step to really focusing on the things that actually matter. And I'm excited to do so. And so it's been so far a couple of days and I really haven't had much temptation and I'm really excited to continue that. I wonder, I'm wondering, and I haven't asked you this before, but is this, is this uh, decision coming from that documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma? No. Uh, so funny enough, I decided to do it when I went camping over the weekend for my birthday. Just turned 24, by the way, plugging that in. <laughs> uh, yeah. Happy birthday to me. Thanks, Landon. You didn't even say it. but uh, well, What did I text you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. What, such what, such, what, such so amazing. You can, see, I, you can tell this guy comes from a social media drug. He just he, he, All he cares about is what I say on the air. I, all I care about is clout, man. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I have so many heartfelt text social messages. Social media you, or- you all day just kept on texting me, hey, you're the man. I love you, stud. And your girlfriend was so very appreciative and nice about it. I'm just so blessed to have met you guys and doing life with you guys. So thanks again. But over that, uh, I had some really good time to reflect over the weekend when I went camping. And I was just like, you know what? Like something's missing in my life. I wasn't present and I wasn't really enjoying the moment. I was like, you know what? Like I think a big step would be to stop focusing on what everyone else is doing. And let me focus on the things that I want to achieve. So I got home from camping and... I wrote down my non-negotiables. Some of my non-negotiables that I wrote down, I'll just give you a quick list with sleep. I'm prioritizing sleep, exercise and diet, God, 
family, business, mental health, investing, uh, relationships, journaling, studying, and meditation. And those are just some things that no matter what, if there's plans to be made or things like that, these are the things that I'm getting in daily because they're the most important things to me and I have to be selfish about it. And then I created some nightly and morning routines so that I can stick to something and create more mental discipline. Eventually going to hop back on the 75 hard challenge that Landon uh, threw me off of. <laughs> well, dude, I think, I think too, like, you know, us taking this month break slash ending the season one after 30 episodes, it's, it's, it's beneficial from a, from our own sanity side of things because we work 60, 70 hours a week and then do this podcast as a value add to the community as well as to our lives and whoever listens. But I think being able to sit back, take a month to just do some interviews, not hammer the editing, not hammer promo and not do all that extra stuff is going to allow us to step back and, and really look at it from, from this perspective. I, I heard Denzel Washington say, don't confuse movement with progress. And I think there have been a lot of times where, you know, I'm not huge on the social media side, but there's, you know, you and, and Eddie have been, and I think, I think in general, us as a collaborative team at times have just been a motor and this month is going to allow us to kind of turn the motor off and reconstruct it a little bit and, and have a, you know, a, a new motor out there essentially moving a lot better and a lot, you know, more well-oiled, so to speak, than, than it was before. It's going to allow us to kind of sit back and hone in on what we want to hone in on and optimize what we're doing and improve it, you know. Could not have said it any better myself. It's just, it's, it's needed. Excuse me. And we're, once again, we really want to appreciate you guys for tuning in for the first season and season two is going to be even better. We're just really trying to create our systems and our processes. And we've been doing such a great job of refocusing on how we can prioritize our time. And I'm, I'm proud of the both of us of how far we've come in such a short amount of time. And now it's all about consistency, discipline, commitment, and we're just going to keep going. So with that being said, guys, thank you so much. Again, I cannot express enough gratitude for what this has become. And we're just so excited to bring you guys more value, more amazing guests. And what a better way to end it off with some amazing guests such as David Meltzer, Pastor Michael Fletcher, such great people. Yeah. And, and if you made it this far to even this podcast, we we have to give you a special thanks because, if, Tony, if we rewinded back to episode one, two, three, four, five, great guests, but I, I can't, you know, we have... You, you and me, I've heard both, I've felt both of us kind of get better at this stuff and, and we're not perfect and we know that. And um, We hope that, you know, if you are listening to it this far into this last episode of season one, um, that you've enjoyed the interviews and, and continue to look forward to, to our future ones to come. Yeah, absolutely. And if you've gotten this far in the season and in this episode specifically, I want you to DM us on the Learn Lead podcast Instagram. First five people to DM us, you're going to get a gift. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it's going to be a damn good gift. So do that and uh, we'll see who the real supporters are. Love you guys so much. Have a great day.
Thanks for tuning in to the Learn Lead Podcast, where you get to own your life. Stay tuned for our future guests coming soon. Make sure to like and subscribe.